we just open our hearts uh, to the love of God this morning? Can you just receive a gift from Him to you? <laughs> our job is to receive. His job is to give. Our job is to open. His job is to pour in. So just open your hearts today. Open your mind. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So, Father, today we call on the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, we invite your presence into this room. We invite your movement and your love to come and saturate our time together. For we declare that you are good and that you are the Savior of the world. You are my Savior. You are our Savior. And we put our hope in you. And we will not be disappointed today. You will pour out your love in our hearts through the Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good and He loves us so much. He loves you and me more than anything else. You know, He loves us even with the same love that He loved His own Son, Jesus Christ. He loves you that much. That's a lot of love. <laughs> Thank you, worship team. We love you too. You guys love these guys? Amen. And we, we love all the people behind the scenes. We love our audio video teams, our prep teams. We love them all. So good. So good. Yeah, God loves us so much. He loves you and me the same as he loves his own son, Jesus Christ. Have you made room for that kind of love in your life? I mean, that's a lot of love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So God's going to want to love you today, and our job is to receive it. Amen? Amen. Well, you know, since January, I wanted to uh, bring you uh, a word this morning that has been in my heart and in my the heart of my wife, Katrina. We've been uh, thinking about this journey through this pandemic. And I know it started more towards March, but even in December and in January, my wife and I started saying to ourselves, you know what? The land of just enough is not enough for us. We started looking at our lives. We looked at our checkbook. We looked at everything and said, why is there only just enough? Isn't there supposed to be more than just enough in the kingdom of God? Now, we weren't complaining about the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. All of our bills were paid. We were healthy. We had jobs. We're all thankful. But why is it that there was always just enough? Because when I read the Bible, and the Old Testament and New Testament, there's lots of people that trusted God and there was always more than enough. So this morning, I want to have a journey with you into the land of more than enough. And how many of you want to come with us? I see a lot of hands out there. <laughs> Amen. So today, I want to teach you and, and give an experience of how to have a picnic in a pandemic. Okay. I want to show you that God wants you to have a picnic in this pandemic. Picnic. Now, I'm not trying to 
uh, make fun of the heartache that you've gone through. I'm not trying to say this isn't a difficult time. I'm telling you that in God's kingdom, our levels of blessing are not determined by the circumstances around us. That God's blessing is based on his promises, his character. He can teach you how to have a feast when there's famine all around you. So how many of you want to come with me into this blessing? Yeah, it's for everybody. It's for all of us. What God has been doing in my soul and in my marriage, he wants for all of us. He wants to bless us and have us go forward, not backwards. You know, in a pandemic, things close in, things shut down, boxes get smaller, fear goes up. But in the kingdom of God, it's the opposite spirit. It's a spirit of love, adventure, risk, investment. That's the kingdom of God. Moving forward, not backward. When all the world says to be quiet, to shut up, to stay home, God says, no, my children, come and have a picnic at my house. Come and have a feast at my house. Come and dine on the finest food at my house. And show the world how to have a blessing during a pandemic. Show the world there's a different way. That's where we're going to go today. That's where we've been going as a family. Psalm 23, we're going to look at Psalm 23 and, jo- and the book of Joshua today. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in those areas of the scriptures. How many know the word of God is truth and life? And if we apply it to our life, the blessing increases. Amen? Amen. So Psalm 23, 4 through 6 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Wow. That's where I want to go. You know, a few weeks ago, we had an outdoor service with some families at the park due to, you know, all the regulations due to COVID-19. And uh, one of the ladies was giving a word and she challenged the children and the participants to ask God for a word for the new year the Jewish New Year. And so I closed my eyes and God showed me a picture of a picnic. I said, what's this picnic? And he said, even though everything around you, Mark, is on fire and in trouble, I'm going to teach you how to have a picnic during a pandemic. And that was about three weeks ago, but it really fits with the word that God has been putting in my heart and my wife's heart since January. So let's talk about a few picnic rules this morning, okay? We're going to talk about rules of picnicking. Picnic rule number one, start with your guest list. This is the most important one. Picnic rule number one, make sure above all else, you invite God to your picnic. Above all else, Jesus Christ should be the number one guest at your picnic. The Holy Spirit, who is the comforter and guidance, should be your number one guest at your picnic. There is no one greater than God himself. And if you invite the very presence of God into the very center of your life, he will be your special guest every day. And his presence will become your presence. His favor will become your favor. His goodness will become your goodness. His love will become your love. His forgiveness will become your forgiveness. 
because he's your special guest. So who are you going to invite to your picnic? We become like those we surround ourselves with. So you might as well start with the king of kings and have him come to your party. Here's the issue. Don't try to get through this pandemic on your own. Don't try to picnic by yourself. Don't try to say, I'm smart enough. I'll just work harder. I'll figure it out. I'm a tough person. I've always got through this. I'm going to be independent and fight through this. Don't do that. Don't do the Lone Ranger style victory plan. God is wondering if you will invite him. I was sitting on my front uh, porch during this time because a lot of times, you know, we weren't allowed to go to work or you couldn't go places. So I was sitting on the front porch and a gentleman walked by and his shirt said, not today, Satan. And I thought, I'm going to talk to this guy. I said, excuse me, I like your shirt. He goes, thank you. He goes, I'm just out for a walk. I said, tell me about your shirt. He said, well, years ago, he said, I've been through a lot of trouble. I, I used to go to church. I used to believe in God, but I decided to check out all the other religions in the world. I tried so many different religions. And he goes, but I had a breathing problem, a lung problem, and uh, I also struggled with depression. One day I was in the emergency room at the hospital, he said. And uh, the doctor was trying to help me with my lungs. He said it was very difficult. He goes, I was smoking too, and so I just kept hurting myself. And I sat on that bed in the hospital. I said, I guess this is it. What a depressing reality. I guess this is it, he said. Here I am in the hospital again. My life is horrible. And that's when, that's when he heard a knock. And he said, what was that? He said, someone just knocked on my heart. And this is his testimony. I said, what do you mean? He said, I was sitting on the hospital bed and someone knocked on the door of my heart. And he said, well, when you, when you go into other religions and other spirituality, you have all kinds of spiritual things that happen. He said, this is not abnormal. It was a spiritual experience. He said, I was going to check who was knocking on the door. He said, so in my mind, I opened the door of my heart to whoever was knocking. And he said, Jesus Christ showed up. Jesus came into my hospital room and he showed me his love and he entered into my heart and he took me in his arms. Jesus came and he said, I don't know. He goes, I got so convicted and so in love. He said, I found a church. I got baptized in water, started reading the word of God and I've been on that journey ever since. And there's people in this church that actually know this man and had shared the gospel with him years before. He wasn't ready then, but then his time came. And the seed turned to harvest. And this man now is in the kingdom of God. But who did he invite? Who did he welcome to the party? He let Jesus in. Don't try to go through this on your own. You know, in tough times, if we try to go on our own, what we end up doing is we look for false affections. Pain always seeks pleasure. So what we do is we look for false affections. We look for addictions. We look for anything else to, to, to soothe the pain that we're going through. I can speak for myself, and that's an easy one. The Bible says the lusts of the flesh, the pride of life. We look for answers when the whole answer is right in front of us, and his name is Jesus Christ. He's the one that fills that void. So if you find yourself filling your life with everything but God, then today can be a new day for you. And you can humble yourself and say, God, I am sorry. Forgive me for my sin. I'm choosing Jesus today. 
I will let you fill in the cracks, Jesus. I will not look now to the world. I will look to heaven. We will have a picnic in his presence. So how did Joshua do this? Let's go to uh, the book of Joshua. What an amazing story. All right, so in Joshua chapter, let's start in verse chapter 1, verse 5. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. This is what God says to Joshua. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with you, as, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So how did Joshua, the servant of Moses, take millions of people into their dreams and into the promised land? When all around them there were the bad guys, how did Joshua take them in? He took them in with the presence of God. He went by the presence. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus said the same thing in the New Testament. Once we welcome God into our life, the presence of God becomes our favor and our protection. Joshua didn't go alone. God wants to be with you in this picnic. God likes you. God hopes that you invite him to your picnic. So that's the hope. That's my hope. Are you going to invite God into your story every day, every morning, every time you feel stuck? Will you turn around and say, God, I just invite you into this situation right now. You're welcome here, God. That's the first question. That's the first rule of any picnic is who you're going to invite. Invite Jesus Christ. Now, the second one is to add a little balance to this. Rule number two for having picnics. We have to be honest with ourselves. We got to be honest with God. And you should be honest with at least a few other people in your life that you trust. Here's the deal. A lot of people are going through trials right now, and you're either a stuffer or an exploder, or you just, you know, you're, you're just vomiting all over people because, you know, you got to handle all the stress somehow. But here's the deal. Go ahead and acknowledge your trial. Be honest with yourself and say, you know what? This is a tough time. This isn't easy. This isn't uh, the, the, you know, the, the easiest time of my life. Go ahead and tell the trials. Maybe you have a confidant. Talk to God about it. Don't hide stuff in your soul where it can just fester and become bitter. Get it out on the table. Get it out in the light. If you have pain, talk about it. If you have fears, go ahead and admit it. But here's the deal. You get to do that, but that's not where the story ends. As a Christian, we don't just blab it all out. Say, okay, well, that's it. We say, no, that's half the story. What's the other half of the story? That's when you begin to acknowledge that you're not alone. You can say, this is true, but God. You can say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's both and. I've seen people who won't, they won't say they've had a hard time. They just, they just fight it off and say, you know what, I'm fine. You know what fine is? Feelings inside not expressed. Fine is a lie. Fine is just, oh, I'm fine. You know, they're not fine at all. But when you're honest with yourself and a couple Christian brothers and sisters, you can begin to move forward because you're not relying on your self-willpower. You're relying on the power of God. You begin to acknowledge him. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Acknowledge the character of God, your Father in heaven, and acknowledge the promises of God. When you start lifting your eyes off the problems, you begin to say that I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get right over this mountain. 
Now here's a testimony. Uh, I was I was talking to to Tom, one of our seniors, and he and he's in one of the seniors' homes here in the area, and he was describing some of the problems at his senior home. How many know that some of our seniors are going through very tough times right now? Yeah, it is. It's not easy. So he described those problems to me, and they were fair and they were real. And his roommate was right next to him, and he and his roommate shared some of his challenges. That's not unfair. They they had they got it off their chest. And then we said, okay, I said, Tom, now that you've been able to describe that, what's the other side of the story? I said, tell me about the goodness of God. Tell me about the promises of God. Tell me about a sacrifice of praise. Tell me about some thanksgivings in your life. He goes, whoa, I, okay, I, I didn't think about that. And he turned it around, and, and, and his roommate Dennis said, I, I could do that. I could start talking about thanksgiving. And pretty soon their little room, which is not much bigger than a quarter of this stage, all they said, Pastor, we got to go. We got some thanksgiving and some blessings to do. We're going to shut the door and we're going to start talking to God. We're going to thank him. We're going to bless him. We're going to talk about the good things of God. And they just had to hang up on me. It wasn't anything personal. They were so excited. They just said, okay, we got to go. You see how they acknowledged the, the truth of their hard times, but then they took it to the next level. They added their thanksgiving, their praise, their petitions, and their gratitude to it. So in this picnic time, be honest with yourself, God, and another person, but don't get stuck on the negative. Turn, remind God of his promises. Rule number three, every picnic is different. Okay? So this is, this is a, kind of the heart of the message, and this is where Katrina and I have really been journeying. If you're looking back into your past and expecting it to be the same in the future, you're going to get stuck. This is not a season to look back. This is a, not a season to get stuck. This is a season where God's going to take you to new places. Remember, to get, to get to the next level, to go forward, you don't look back. You look forward. Okay, this is a hard thing because right now the spirit of fear and the way the pandemic works, it pushes you down and makes you look down. But today we're going to talk about how to look forward to the new way, another way. Pastor Barry gave a word last month uh, uh, declaring a word of going forward. Uh, there's an anointing to move forward in your life. This is going to add to that word, strengthen that word, that that's what God wants you to do. Be open to new things and going to new places. Be open to new things and going to new places. But I thought we were supposed to hunker down and think small and think afraid and, 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 and get real wound up and anxious and hide. See the opposite spirit? See, when Joshua was about to lead millions of people into their abundant dreams, he had to go to new places that he had never been before. I'm saying to you today, many of you have to go to new places to get your breakthrough. You can't do the same old thing expecting the same old results. The Holy Spirit's wanting to know, will you risk with me? Will you walk hand in hand with me? Will you go to new places and experience new blessings? That choice is up to you. But the invitation has already been given. You have to say yes to the invitation. Let's look at Joshua chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. And they commanded the people, saying, when you, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. 
Yet there shall be a space between you about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you, may, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. See, there was the Ark of the Covenant representing the presence and the rule of God. And God said, follow the presence into new ways. Follow your relationship with God into new places. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus Christ, the presence of God. And I will take you to new places. I will take you to places that once were impossible, but now are possible. See, there was a waterway in front of them. There was a Red Sea in front of them. They had millions of people behind them and millions of enemies in front of them. God said, no problem. Follow my presence. Follow my presence. See, that's why it's so important that we spend time with God so we can hear the voice of God. We can become friends of God, sons and daughters of God, and then follow God. When he says march, we march. When he says sit down, we sit down. When he says stand up, we stand up. When he says give, we give. When he says listen, we listen up. We're following the presence of God. We're not trying to make new rules. We're in a relationship. Katrina and I have been making new decisions since January because we were tired of the land of just enough. We wanted to see, how do you get to the land of more than enough? God said, I'll teach you. That's what he does. We were tired of living in just enough. We wanted to enter the promised land where there was more than enough. So God has taken us on a journey. He asked us deep questions about our own souls, about our finances, how we use our time. He asked, we've been dealing with like issues of uh, parenting. Now, are these easy questions? No. Is this kind of a difficult season? Yeah. Let's not lie about it. This isn't the easy season. But let's be honest. What the Bible says, the more you read it, the more you see that God says when you go through a trial and a hard time that you're supposed to praise him and thank him. I, I used to think that was hogwash. I thought that can't be in the Bible. My good God would never bring me through a hard time. He would just make it so good for me and easy. Well, the more I read it, you read the book of James. The whole thing just says, praise the God. He is just developing character. He's developing patience in you. He's going to take you right through the trial. I used to think, wow, that's really in the Bible. So as we go through the pandemic, learn how to picnic in it by saying, God, I know I'm in a trial. It's difficult, but I thank you that you're going to do something greater in me that would have never happened if this wouldn't have come to our planet. He wants to upgrade your life by going through the trial. See, in the past, we might have been afraid and say, no, I'm not going through the trial. I'm going to hide. I'm going to avoid. How many of you are good at avoiding things? That was my go-to. You know, I'm not a conflict person, so I would just avoid conflict. But how many know often God wants you to go through it? Through it. Now, you don't go alone. You picnic with Jesus. He's going to walk you right through it. We don't have to do this on our own. So here's a few things that uh, Katrina and I learned that was new for us. Number one, connect with those people who are around you. You know, in a pandemic, everyone's saying we're alone. But the reality is God has placed people in your life. You need to connect with those who are right there with you. Don't look off on the horizon for the new thing. Look who's right in front of you. Could be your family, your children, your neighbor. Two, pay it forward. Why buy one when you can buy two? Why buy one when you can buy two? Why buy one turkey when you can buy a second one for the homeless shelter? Why buy one 
Happy Meal McDonald's when you can buy the persons behind you. You see what I'm saying? Pay it forward. When you, when you start thinking differently, God uses you differently. Think of, your, think of your wealth and your finances and your influence as something to move people's lives forward. It's not just for you, although it is for you. It's for you and those around you. Pay it forward. Invest in those around you. And that's the other third thing is we learn to invest in others and be more intentional with our investment of time, our finances, like our money, investment of our love. In other words, being to give our best to those around us. We've learned in this pandemic, instead of pulling back and just thinking about ourselves, step out and sow and invest in those around you and watch your joy quotient go up. Watch the increase of passion and love go up when we give to those around us. Will you allow the Holy Spirit to take you to new pathways this year? Here's the big question. Will you surrender control? See, as North Americans, we love to kind of have it solved and figured out because we're very smart and we've got money and time and we think, you know what, we'll, we'll do this. But I want to ask you, will you let the Holy Spirit lead your life? Will you let him take over? And initially, it's scary because you have to trust God who is invisible. But think of the blessings. Think of the blessings of picnicking with God. Think of his protection when you're with him. Following him will move the impossible obstacles out of your life. Think of one impossible obstacle you have right now in your life. It's like the Red Sea. It's like the thousands of enemies across the line. And that's when the Holy Spirit will say, come with me. I will do the impossible for you. Let's do this together. In a pandemic, not after, right now. Today, today is a day that we picnic with the presence of God and he begins to move your mountain, split your sea, fulfill your dream. He wants to do it today. God is not bound by the, uh, the, uh, these temporal circumstances that you and I see. He wants to use you as an example to the nation right now, to this city, to your family, that God is more than a conqueror. He's going to use you to be an example to go up and over today. He wants to take you into your future on dry ground, not through a flood. What's your vision for your future? What has God spoken? What's your dreams that have been dormant in your life? What dreams will he awaken in the middle of a pandemic? And I want to pray for you this morning. If you feel you're ready to move forward today, if you want to begin, if, you're, if you want to risk a new pathway with God, whether you're here or online right now, I want you to stand up if you're ready to go on a new adventure and a new pathway with God in this season, in, during the pandemic. For those of you online, you can, in your own heart or maybe right in your own living room, just stand up and say, I'm ready. I'm so stinking tired of feeling trapped and pushed down in this pandemic. I'm ready for the breakthrough. I want to just prophesy the power of God into your life and the courage. How many know this takes courage? Because there's real fear out there, but the courage of love will push you right through the middle, hand in hand with Jesus. Okay, I see it. There's lots of people. Okay, so whether you're online or in person, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I prophesy, Lord, by the Holy Spirit to the spirit of each individual who's standing up or who is online right now, that they will have the grace of God. I see the fire of God falling on people right now in Jesus' name. The chains that once held them back, the addictions, the shame, the brokenness, the lies, the hurt, the, the, the emotional wounds, I see them getting burned up in the, uh, by the power of God and that people are getting whole and free and they're moving forward. They're marching forward hand in hand by the Holy Spirit. We say, go forth, go forward into your future. Do not hide anymore. The light of God is upon your life. The favor of God is over you. His rainbow of promise is over your life. You are highly favored. You are a beloved son and daughter of God. And you will see victory in the pandemic. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Woo! Yes. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. You, yeah, if you can, you can expect new things in your life. You can expect new opportunities, new doorways. You can expect new jobs, new promotions. You can expect new things. We're not going to go the old way. We're going to go the new way with Jesus Christ. Now, this is just a reminder. Rule number four in a picnic. They're very Picnics are personal. How many know that? You know, you see the picture of people going on a picnic outside. You call your friends, you go, and you hang out. It's casual. And you know what happened in the Bible in Joshua 5.15 says this. Uh, then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandals off your foot for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. You know, take your shoes off. Stay a while. This is a season to get honest with God and personal. Joshua, you know, Joshua was about to take Jericho on, an entire walled city, and the commander of the Lord's army said, you know what? You need to take your shoes off and get in touch with God. You need to be open and vulnerable and transparent with me. We're about to get a victory here. Okay? Take your shoes off. Stay a while. Don't put all your clothes on like a big armor and say, I'm just going to tough it out. I'm going to hide like this. I'm going to protect my heart. I'll never get hurt again. Nope. It's time to take your shoes off. You can't take these ones off very easy, but time to take your shoe off. Stay a while. It's a time you, you feel transparent. You feel vulnerable. But you can do that with God because he loves you. You can do that with just even if one or two people in your life. Find people who you can trust. It's not time to hide. It's time to be open with God. Now, remember, it's not easy. I'm not saying this is easy. This requires courage. But he loves you, and he will do it. This is a fun rule, number five. Picnics are loud, fun, and active. Okay? Picnics are loud, fun, and active. When we picnic with God in a pandemic, I think we should practice what they did, like when they went around Jericho. You know that they gave a shout of praise to God? You know they did that? That's what the Bible says. It says that they got to their first big battle, and there was a walled city. And God said to march around it once a day. And the priests went before them with the ram's horn, blowing the horn. And on the seventh day, they went around seven times in one day. And then he said at the end of that time, I want you to give a shout, and I want you to blow those horns, and I want these millions of people to cry out to God and just give a shout of praise to God. 
That's what, they, that's what he told them to do. And, and I was asking God about what's, what's the key to the victory for us in this season, in this pandemic? And I felt like God said, here's the key to the victory. When you shout, when you shout, you lift up your head and you gaze up to the heavens. See, when you're marching around in, in your enemy's territory, when you're in the pandemic, what the enemy wants you to do is focus on the dirt. He wants you to get your head down. He wants you to focus on the negative circumstances around you. But when we lift up our head and we give a shout of praise to God, our heads lift up, our eyes connect with the Father. We're looking at heaven. And how many know that defeat does not reside in heaven? Victory resides in heaven. The wholeness and the favor of God pours forth from heaven. That's why giving a shout of praise and a sacrifice of praise in this season is your breakthrough. That's why when you get in alignment, like Pastor Kevin's been talking a lot about alignment lately, alignment before assignment. We go, what do we do? What are we supposed to do? I don't know. I don't, what, you know, all these questions. We'll start by alignment, by focusing on the heavens and declaring how good your God is. By giving a shout of praise in your own house, in your own room, in your morning, before you go to work, in your car, have a little praise session. Give a shout of praise and watch the heavens break forth and pour down here on the dirt, here on earth. How many know that we need heaven's glories to come down here and soak up all the negative stuff that we're going through? Okay? So the victory is to lift up your head, lift up your thoughts, lift up your words, lift up your confessions from the dirt of Jericho, the circumstances, and focus it on the heavens. Look up and align yourself with the joy and victory of heaven. You know, it could be like this. I'll give you my example. Oh, man, this is tough season going through. You know what? It's not easy. And have you heard about those COVID restrictions and screenings? Any of you have children? Man, my kids are home a lot. They have the sniffles. Now they're home. Now I got to get them tested. Uh, oh, now we got to do some more homeschooling. Now we got to think about online school. Man. Man, I hope, man, with this, they might lay off some people, you know, as, as, as these things happen. And my, my kids are fine. It's okay. And your head's just down in the dirt. Now, these things not, aren't necessarily untrue, but your focus is on the dirt. You're talking about the realities of the dirt of your life. And I'm not even saying they're wrong. I'm just saying that they're focused down. But then you can sh- shift that and say, you know, it's true. It's been a difficult time. I sure thank God that my father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Because when it gets tight at the end of the month, I know who to ask for my breakthrough, for paying my bills. My dad runs the company. It's my dad's business. I'm the son. He's the father. And when I need help, I know who to go to ask. Ask my father. You know, when I was young, I'd be in high school and I'd join like the golf, uh, the golfing team and tryouts and I'd unzip my golf bag, and sometimes my dad would slip like a $20 bill in there. Did I ask my father for the money? No. Did I expect it? Not at all. But my father was thinking of a little blessing for his son. He just slid it in, something to cheer his son up. See, God has our backs. We can confess that in this time. We can say to ourselves, 
I don't know about you, but I'm going to go with the camp of Jesus Christ. I'm going to go with a picnic with the favor of God. I'm going to believe that God knows everything, that I'm going to have wisdom come down from heaven. I'm going to align myself with that. And when God says go, I'm going to go do new things. I'm going to go forward, not backwards. How many of you are ready to go forward, not backwards? Amen. And so many of you stood up in here saying, I'm ready to have a picnic with God. I'm ready to have the presence of God. So I'd like to conclude today's service uh, by praying that the presence of God would just come upon you and saturate you so that you can practice picnicking with God all the days of your life. You're not going to look to the circumstances anymore. You're going to look to who you invited on that list. It's important that we start with our invitation list. Start with Jesus, then start with your spouse if you're married or your children. Start at home and move out from there. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your goodness. We thank you, God, uh, that you want to be with us and that you like us and that you love us. And we accept that invitation. And we say we welcome you to our picnic. We welcome you to our daily life. We welcome your presence to come and surround us. And I pray that you would now saturate everyone in this room with your goodness. Father, would you send your angels to minister on their behalf and to lead them to their breakthroughs. God, I pray that everyone online would just jump in the pool with God and experience the joy of living with God in his presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You say amen? Amen. Amen. Well, I am just excited to go on this journey with you. And it is a process. And it is not easy. But with God's courage, we can go forward. Amen? Amen. Well, right after service, for those of you who are online, we're going to offer uh, our Zoom Connect online. Because we want to we go on these pathways together. Even if you're not physically with us, you can do that online in just a few minutes. And those of you who are new on a journey of God and want to find out more about God, we're just beginning our Alpha classes online every Thursday at 7 p.m. So you can come to our church Facebook page and join us as we journey into God every week. Invite someone. Maybe you want to do Alpha with someone. You can do it with them, all right? Well, God bless you. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Hey, everybody. Pastor Kevin Dowling here from Desert Stream. Just giving a shout out to you and saying thanks for joining us this week. We trust that you receive something out of what was shared today, and we hope that it spoke to you and that it encouraged you in this season that we find ourselves in. You know, you could do us a big favor if you would just uh, share, uh, like, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let people know that there's a place that you found that you're getting an encouragement and hope each and every week. We hope you plan to check in with us next week, be a part of our expression again, and help spread the word that God is in control in the midst of this season. We love you. We bless